Continuing in a series of homilies from Paul's epistle to the Ephesians, we come to chapter four, beginning at verse 14. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, for whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. The word of the Lord. By your Holy Spirit, O God, bless our hearing of your word. The receiving of it is already a blessing, but now we pray that your spirit would do what only you can and carry it deep into our hearts. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. After spending three chapters writing about our life and our life together in Christ, in the fourth chapter, Paul turns his attention to a desire that we would be rooted in truth, that we would find a union in the faith and in the knowledge of Christ Jesus our Lord, that we would not be tossed to and fro by every whim of doctrine. Instead, let us be rooted in the truth. But then in our text today, he goes on to say, to speak this truth in love. For the whole body is built up by love. So to live in Christ is to speak the truth in love. Right. But that's a very hard thing to do, to speak the truth in love. For one, it's hard because we set these two things up against each other as truth and love, and because we care so much about our relationships, we're afraid to speak the truth. We swallow the truth. But any relationship that can't handle the truth is bound by conditional love, which isn't actually love at all. Another reason we have a hard time speaking the truth in love is that we live with conflicting truths. Every parent knows this. You look at your child's report card and you say, I love you unconditionally, and grades are not really important. But C plus, that's because you believe both things. Still other times, it's difficult to speak the truth in love because we really don't know the truth. My wife is an interior designer. She will sometimes show me a photograph of a piece of furniture she has purchased for a client, and she wants my opinion. And then I get very silent. And she thinks the reason I'm silent is because I really don't like it, and I'm in anguish trying to figure out how to say this to her. But the reality is, I've got nothing. I, I, 
I don't know if it's a good sofa or not. I, I don't know the truth. But when we turn to Christian community, there are more serious problems with speaking the truth in love. We know how much damage Christians have done to each other and to those outside of the church in pushing their truth on each other when actually we were just peddling well-rehearsed perspectives on the truth. And we know that sometimes when the church has been so clear about its truth, it was wrong. And we at times feel, as Paul says, that every whim of doctrine is blowing to and fro past us. Often yesterday's truth is something that today we strongly doubt and sometimes even repent of, yesterday's truth. And then whose truth? His truth, her truth, their truth? And every time there's a conflict, the precise reason we have a conflict is that both people think they have the truth. And all that we can agree on is that there's just a whole lot of hurt lying around. So sometimes, like Pontius Pilate, we want to throw our hands up and say, truth, what is truth? And although he couldn't see it, at the time, Pilate was looking at the embodiment of truth and love. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the incarnation of God's love. In Jesus, we finally see truth and love. Have you ever noticed how good Jesus was at speaking with both compassion and conviction at the same time? Compassion, compassion, to, to have the ability to, to be with those that you love no matter how great the suffering conviction to express a truth that rises from the foundation of your soul. They're not antithetical, but to the contrary, both of them are very dangerous without holding hands with the other. It's not very hard to just do one of these two things. A community can say, we're really sick and tired of all the judgment out there. We're just committed to loving. It doesn't, doesn't matter what you're into, no judgment here. We're just going to love you. Right, but that community has a very hard time being prophetic or disciplined or taking a stand for anything that's significant. Alternately, uh, Another kind of community can say, we are very clear about our convictions. And if you're going to be a part of this community, we expect you to conform to them. But that always leads to a graceless judgment. It leads to hiding. And it leads to a lot of anxiety about the mythical them that we blame for our problems. No, it's, it's not hard to be all about compassion or all about conviction, 
But holding these two together is really hard for us. In fact, we can't do it. Only Christ speaks the truth in love. And we only find our ability to find some approximation of this to the degree that we live in Christ, which has been Paul's theme all along. As we live in Christ, we too find that Christ is showing us the way in spite of our flaws and our failed attempts, still the dream of being a community that can speak the truth in love. So the goal for a community is not to be constantly measuring its quotient, or how are we doing on the compassion, conviction spectrum? A little more conviction, a little more compassion? No, the goal is to draw closer to Christ. As we do that, the Spirit makes us authentically Christians, which allows us to, in Christ, speak the truth in love to a world that's dying for both. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.